As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan, you can find me on Twitter at FPLGeneral. I'm recording on Wednesday night just after the games have finished with Aston Villa against Burnley and Sheffield United against Manchester United still to come on Thursday evening which will bring Game Week 13 to a close. The deadlines continue to come thick and fast with another one on Saturday morning at 11am UK time so don't miss it. The headlines from Game Week 13 About 20 minutes before the deadline, the Premier League dropped the January fixtures on us. Now we know the blank Game Week 18 and double Game Week 19 schedule, which will be the main focus of this week's episode. In the games themselves, Tuesday night was a disappointing night for most of us, with Chelsea losing 2-1 to Wolves and Manchester City only managing a 1-1 draw at home to West Brom, after which Slavin Bilic was sacked and Big Sam swiftly installed as the new West Brom boss. On to Wednesday night, Leeds thumped Newcastle 5-2 with Patrick Bamford notching his ninth goal of the season, while both fullbacks Dallas and Alioski were also on the score sheet in that one. Everton beat Leicester 2-0 away with Calvert-Lewin getting yet another attack in return with the assist for Mason Holgate's goal. He's only blank now. He's only blanked twice in 13 game weeks this season. Salah and Son found the back of the net before Robert, Roberto Firmino scored a late winner in the battle at the top, while Sebastian Allaire scored a contender for goal of the season in West Ham's 1-1 draw with Crystal Palace. Christian Benteke managed to score and get sent off in that one. I hope my trio of players still to play on Thursday, Martinez, my new goalkeeper, finally, Ollie Watkins and Bruno Fernandes, hopefully they make headlines for the right reasons. If you'd like to become a subscriber to The Athletic and be able to gift someone a free subscription as a Christmas present, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPLpod. In doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of this podcast every week and all the other excellent Athletic podcasts. No new members to the 59th Minute Club so far in Game Week 13. I'll be keeping a close eye on the th- in the Thursday night fixtures and again at the weekend. So as always, send me a tweet if you spot any of those. A quick review of Game Week 13. I won't dwell on it too much because it's not over yet at the time of recording. 
One free transfer going into the game week. I finally got rid of Aaron Ramsdale and brought in Amy Martinez. And I have to wait until Thursday to see that how that one goes because both of them are in action on the same night. Currently 43 points with three players left to play. Currently a small green arrow from 71k to 55k. But that could obviously go either way on Thursday. The good and the bad. The good, first of all, Chilwell. Good to see him get an assist despite not keeping a clean sheet. Salah got seven. Son got nine. So that game went well for me with Harry Kane staying quiet. No pain Kane for one game week was pretty nice as well as Jamie Vardy for that matter. Calvert-Lewin got his assist and Bamford got his goal. The bad... De Bruyne captaincy, I'm calling that a blank. I know we got two bonus points, which was which was a bonus for us captainers, but it was a blank, disappointing performance there. Could have captained Son or Salah, obviously, in hindsight, who would have scored better, but no regrets. You know, when Man City are playing West Brom, I think it was the right call before the game week, just not the right result for us. James Justin and Kyle Walker Peters were also disappointing, just one point and two points there, respectively. So overall, looks like I'm going to be okay this week. It'll either be probably a grey arrow or a green arrow, hopefully. So on to the weekend. A watch list update now. First of all, the players I have removed so far during Game Week 13. Two City guys, Riyad Mahrez and John Stones. Both of them didn't play a minute. I don't want rotation risk players. Stones was on my watch list for a very short time, which I expected. Rafinha is gone as well because Leeds scored five goals and he wasn't involved in any of them. I think he picked up another yellow card as well. So that's disappointing from his perspective you know I still think he could be a good option for us this season but I don't see myself getting him anytime soon I've got the four big hitters in midfield anyway so I don't really have space for a cheap midfielder at the moment another two players removed from the watch list are first from Southampton Stuart Armstrong who was taken off early and James Ward-Prowse who's just not my kind of FPL pick he's pretty boring for my liking and the main reason I've removed the Southampton guys from the watch list is I've removed the midfielders because I prefer the strikers. Che Adams is great value at the moment, picked up another assist. And Danny Ings, I can see myself buying him at some point in the near future as well. So I'm not I'm not for the double up in attack from Southampton. It's probably the strikers I'm leaning towards at the moment. Which players have I added this week? Two guys from Wolves, Daniel Podence, who I owned earlier in the season, is back on my radar, 5.4 million, scored against Chelsea. What I like about Ponens now with Jimenez out is he's getting more game time. Last two game weeks, 89 minutes and 90 minutes. So I think we can trust him a little bit more now than we could earlier in the season. Also, Pedro Neto, his teammate, 5.7 million, also scored against Chelsea. He's played 90 minutes in three of the last four games. So he seems to be even even more nailed on in terms of minutes than Ponens. For the season, very healthy numbers for Neto. Four goals, three assists. He's going about his business very well, very quietly. So both of those guys are back on the radar from Wolves. Also back on the watch list, having removed him last week, Alioski at Wolves, 4.4 million playing left back. I removed him last week because he only played 45 minutes, but he played 90 this week and he got himself on the score sheet. So we've got to take note of those Leeds fullbacks, Alioski and Dallas. Yes, there's not many clean sheets there, but these guys are capable of scoring in any game week. Also from Fulham, I should have added this guy to the watch list last week, Ivan Cavaliero, 5.3 million. He's playing out of position. He's on penalties, as far as we know, as well. Lukman is already on the watch list, but I like Cavaliero as well. 
possibly for those of us who are going to wildcard soon, the likes of Lukman and Cavaliero could be nice short-term punts. Final player added to the watch list. Again, this guy probably should have been added last week or the week before. Eric Dyer, 5 million from Spurs. They did keep four clean sheets on the bounce. They haven't kept clean sheets in their last two games, though. But at 5 million, you know, he's very nailed on for this busy Christmas period. 5 million, nice and cheap. Plug him in and hopefully Mourinho can churn out more of those clean sheets. He's taken a few free kicks as well. So hopefully one of those might hit the top corner once we decide to buy him. So that's the watch list updated so far ahead of the weekend. Obviously I'll update it after Thursday night's games as well. Hello, I'm Mark Chapman, the host of a special episode of Giant produced by The Athletic. It's the story of Chester City's American dream. A dream that turned into a nightmare. This is Terry Smith. He's coached teams to honours in England, Europe and the United States. One of football's most celebrated coaches. American football, that is. Now he wants to conquer another sport. I think I've probably got, uh, you know, more years of coaching experience than just about anyone. Not in soccer. No, not in soccer. Search for Giant on Spotify to listen to the full episode. I'm adding in an extra section to the podcast this week with the news of the blank game weeks and double game weeks. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those. I'm going to basically just explain simply what is what they are and what's happening in blank game week 1819. Touch on what my initial thoughts are for it and what other people might be able to do as well. There's quite a few questions in the question section about this as well. Now, the thing about this, it only dropped... You know, yesterday. So we need more than a day or two to process all of this information and start trying to figure out what we want to do with our teams. And it's very team dependent. There's no right or wrong strategy to play this. It, a lot of it depends on what your team currently looks like, whether you've got your wild card or not, and also what chips you've got available. So just to break it down simply, in particular for, for people who are playing FPL for the first time or maybe seriously for the first time as well, and um, you know you'll see a lot of stuff on Twitter and podcasts. You know excitement about the double game weeks, but it's good to just you know explain in simple terms what they are first and foremost. Before I get into this, there's one person you should be following on Twitter for all things blank and double game weeks and fixtures. It's Ben Crellin. So it's B E N C R E double L I N, all one word. Go to Ben Crellin's Twitter page. Even if you don't use Twitter, you should be able to go to his page and click on the link to his free spreadsheet. And it's really good for visualizing all of these fixtures. You can have them in front of you on one screen, have your FPL team open on another team. And it makes things a lot easier to think about your plans for after Christmas. So Ben Crellin is your man for this. So what's happening? We've got a blank game week in 18. A blank game week is when there's less than 10 fixtures. In this case, we've only got five fixtures. And then we've got the double game week the week after where we have lots of fixtures, more than 10. We've got 15 fixtures in double game week 19. So at the moment, game week 18, the fixtures are just five of them. Sheffield United against Newcastle, Wolves against Everton, Man City against Brighton, Aston Villa against Tottenham and Arsenal against Crystal Palace. Then the following game week, the big one, double game week 19. So 10 teams will have two games in this game week. So this is where you can have quite a few of your players possibly playing 180 minutes in one game week. Now, double game weeks used to be a lot of fun a couple of seasons back. They haven't been as much fun in recent seasons. I remember a couple of years ago, I think I scored 182 points in a double game week. Now, it's a long time 
since since th- those kind of things have happened. But in this season of all seasons, maybe we'll get back to some massive points hauls. Let's hope so anyway for this double game week 19. So all the teams who don't play in game week 18, they all then will play twice in game week 19. So it's quite straightforward in that sense. The teams who play twice, so these are the teams we're going to be targeting in double game week 19 with two fixtures, Burnley, Chelsea, Fulham, Leeds, Leicester, Liverpool, Manchester United, Southampton, West Brom and West Ham. So it's quite a nice double game week because you've got a lot of good teams in there where we can pick good players from. I'm looking at Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, Southampton are looking great, West Ham are looking good, Leeds and Leicester as well. There's plenty of good FPL assets in there. So we could have, hopefully, a high score in double game week 19. They're always the most exciting game weeks of the season. And now is the time for us to start planning. What do we not know yet? There is a few unknowns at the moment. What we don't know is, you'll remember back in game week one, there was two, there was four teams who didn't play. Um, they were, it was Manchester City against Aston Villa and Burnley versus Manchester United. So we still those fixtures still haven't been slotted into game weeks yet. As far as I know, one or two of them could end up going into game week 19 yet. I think it's, it's the Aston Villa one possibly. But again, we just don't know yet. So hopefully we'll find those out soon as well. Um, the other thing we don't know is recently we had in game week 11, Aston Villa again had a game postponed. So Aston Villa against Newcastle, that one also needs to be arranged. So there's still three fixtures that we don't know where they're going to go yet this season. Again, follow Ben Crellin on Twitter and he will keep you right once we get updates on those. The strategy, so people are going to be asking what strategy should we use for game week 18 and game week 19. Like I said, it depends on a lot of different factors. Number one, depends whether you still got your first wildcard or not. It also depends, let's say if you don't have your first wildcard, it depends on whether you're willing to play your second wildcard earlier. So the second wildcard becomes available uh, from game week 17 onwards. So you could actually play your second wildcard game week 17 or game week 18 to prepare for the big double game week 19. So that's something for you to think about if you've already used your first one. It also depends on how your team currently looks. So you've got to look at the fixtures in game week 18 and 19. Look at your team at the same time when you're looking at those fixtures and you'll see how you're set up. You might find that you have quite a few players for the blank game week 18. So maybe you don't need to use your free hit in that game week. So again, you need to sit down yourself with this and figure out what is best for your squad. Don't let anyone tell you what to do. This has got to be something you've got to figure out for yourself. The other thing you need to think about is what chips do you want to play and when? If you've got most of your chips left, you've got the option to play triple captain, you can play bench boost, you can play free hit. Some people will play free hit game week 18, some people will play free hit game week 19, and some people won't play the free hit at all. They'll keep it for later in the season. Bench boost will be popular in game week 19 because we can get a lot of players who play twice. You know, you might want to aim for 12, 13, 14. Some people will even go to 15 players who play twice. But as I'll talk about later, there's a few single game week players you you don't want to ignore. Obviously, this all depends on what chips you have left. For example, those who have the free hit versus those who don't have the free hit, those strategies are going to be different as well. A couple of notes I've written down here when trying to figure this out for myself as well. I've, I've written down here, the best thing to do is open Ben's spreadsheet and work out what works best for your team. This will be very team dependent. What is my plan? My initial plan, without having given it too much thought yet, because it's just, it's, it's the fixtures came at the worst time really, 20 minutes before a deadline in 
probably the busiest FPL week of the season. So I'm sure I'm not the only one who hasn't had the time yet to really sit down and study this. So my initial plan is I've still got my first wildcard available. So my initial plan is wildcard as planned, last game week possible, which is game week 16. So that's just before the game week 16 deadline. So I'll have a new team for game week 16. And that team will be built with double game week 19 in mind. So there'll be quite a few players in my game week 16 wildcard who will have two fixtures in game week 19. Now I won't go over the top because that's the danger of double game weeks. We get blinded by them and we ignore the game weeks in between and afterwards. Make sure you don't do that. Don't get tunnel vision for these double game weeks and blank game weeks. Don't forget the game weeks beforehand and the game weeks after as well. Look at it as, as a big picture picture rather than just these two game weeks. So wild card for me 16 with the, with the idea of bench boosting in game week 19 and then in the blank game week just before that I would free hit. So when I'm making my wildcard squad in game week 16, I don't need to, I can just ignore game week 18 because I know I can use my free hit there. There's only five games. I can load up, um, you know, Man City play Brighton, probably get three Man City players. Villa play Tottenham, so probably have Son and Kane. You know, you're, you're up to five players there already. Calvert-Lewin will probably stay in my team against Wolves. So there's not many spots to fill after that. So that's my early plans. I think if you still have a wildcard like me, that seems to be the most straightforward option. Now, it's not the option we have to play. We can also consider not free hitting in game week 18 as well if we've got a good chunk of players already the likes of Son and Kane a couple of City players Calvert-Lewin you could you could effectively just go into game week 18 and sack it off and just play with seven eight nine players make sure you have a good captain and then you could actually use your free hit later in the season maybe in another double game week but it does look like according to the king himself Mr. Kellen this will probably be the biggest double game week of the season so it probably makes sense to use a chip in this one so wildcard 16 free hit 18 bench boost 19 is my initial plan but i need to study this a little bit more this episode is supported by season three of fx's welcome to wrexham celebrity owners rob McElhenney and ryan reynolds small town welsh football club has finally been promoted into league two after 15 seasons in the national league Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. As always, 10 of the best Twitter questions now. First one from Alex Ball. Now that we have the double game week information, which are the important players to aim for on your game week 15 slash game week 16 wildcard? And it's interesting here that Alex asked me, you know, he, he said game week 15 slash game week 16. And it's it's a good point. Now that we have the information about game week 18 and 19, we don't necessarily have to wait until 16 to wildcard for those of us who still have it. We could play it in 14, 15 or 16. But I think I probably will wait until 16 just to play it as close as possible to 16 for, you know, having as much information as possible. And, you know, I want my players I pick for double game week 19 to still be fit and available and not suspended 
by the time game week 19 comes around. So I'm pretty happy with my team for the next week or two anyway. So I'm probably going to stick to my plan of game week 16 wildcard just to have as much information as possible. But if you are someone who still has a wildcard as well, don't rule out playing your wildcard earlier because now you have the information. If you're not happy with your team at the moment, it's it's um, it's viable to go a little bit earlier now with that wildcard. Alex's question was, which players will be the most important ones I target when I do wildcard? So I've noted down a few here. I think Suchek will be one of the first names on my wildcard team sheet because I hate not owning him at the moment. I think he's one of the best value players in the game and he enables a lot of other things. West Ham have possibly the best double game week. They've got two very good fixtures in that one. So Suchek will probably come in as my fifth midfielder on a wildcard as well probably a West Ham defender. Kufal most likely, but I like Cresswell there as well if if funds are not an issue. Then Kufal picked up another assist this week as well. Chilwell will likely stay on my wild card, but Reese James could come in and join him for the double Liverpool sorry, the double Chelsea defence. Just have a habit of saying double Liverpool defence over the last couple of seasons. Bamford will stay as well on my wild card. No reason to sell him. He's got a double game week as well. Jamie Vardy will probably be back in my thoughts. Leicester have a decent looking double game week there as well. As do Liverpool. Salah will definitely stay. Uh, Trent and Robertson will probably come back into my thoughts as well. I don't have a Liverpool defender at the moment, having sold Robertson recently, but I'll definitely be looking at those two guys when I wildcard in game week 16 with double game week in mind. And the final two players to mention here. Danny Ings and Che Adams. Che Adams is great value. Danny Ings, I think, is the better FPL pick. Is he worth the extra cash? Not at the moment, but you know, if, when it comes to picking one of them for a double game week, I'll probably be backing Danny Ings when the time comes. So those are just a couple of players, you know, very early thoughts here about what my some of the players in my wildcard squad will look like. Question from Darth Titchmarsh. Game week 18, discuss. He keeps it very simple. So game week 18 is the blank game week. So I mentioned those five fixtures and my thinking here is um, I covered some of this already. I'm asking myself, what about those people who don't want a free hit in game week 18 or don't have their free hit chip left? As I said, there's only five games that game week so more than likely it's going to be a very low scoring game week. So this is one of those, if you're not going to use a chip that game week, you can just not worry about it too much. Make sure you have the key assets for the game week. Make sure you have a good captaincy for the game week. And if you have seven, eight, nine players, you know, don't worry about getting 11 out. You know, I'm looking at the fixtures. Man City play Brighton. You're going, probably going to want to have KDB, maybe one other. You know, Diaz, you'll probably want to have in there. Villa play Tottenham. Most of us have one Tottenham player anyway at the moment, if not two. So there, you're up to four or five players already. Wolves play Everton. A lot of people have Calvert-Lewin. So... Then, you know, Sheffield United versus Newcastle. Who knows what way that will go. And then you've got Arsenal Crystal Palace as well. You know, we need to wait and see what kind of state Arsenal are in by the time Game Week 19 or Game Week 18 rolls around. So, yeah, there's there's lots of options here. You don't have to play a chip in Game Week 18. Um, so, yeah, we, again, we just need to kind of monitor it over the coming weeks to see, especially the likes of Arsenal Crystal Palace, Sheffield United, Newcastle. Do we really want players from those teams? For that blank game week or do we just accept a low scoring week that week in order to score well in the game weeks around it question from johnny small what is the best chip strategy to negotiate blank game week 18 
Double Game Week 19 if you already used your first wildcard. So this is quite a, quite a difficult podcast to record because you've got so many people coming into this from different angles. So I'm trying to think what I'd be doing if I if I already used my first wildcard. The first option is, I think the first thing is it's, it's good news that the fixtures, you've got the, the information now because you've got time. You know, I think you're probably going to have five or six free transfers available before it comes to game week 18 and 19. So you can put your plans in place now and you can use your transfers for the next couple of weeks to put yourself in a good position for 18 and 19, depending on what chips you want to use. So it's good news that you've got a bit of time on your side to plan for it. It would have been disastrous for those who've already used their wildcard if, if this news just came out maybe in game week 16 or game week 17. So it's good that you have the information. My thinking would still be if you've got a free hit chip available, I'd be looking to use it in one or other. So either free hit in 18 or free hit in 19 if you don't have a wild card available. Now that again goes back to how you're currently set up and how you're currently looking for game week 18 and 19. That will determine which route is best for you. So let's say you decide to free hit in 18. Your transfers for the next couple of weeks are going to be focused on double game week 19 players. On the flip side, if you're going to free hit in game week uh, 19, you're probably going to use your transfers to bring in one or two or even three or more players for that blank game week and game week 18. So again, depends on what you have and how you want to approach it. My initial thoughts are the bench boost looks good for 19. So you could build towards that with transfers, your next five or six free transfers. Ignore 18 and just free hit. That's probably what I would do if I didn't have my first wildcard. The other option for those of you who've already used your first wildcard, like I said, you can use your second wildcard early. It's just a question of do you want to use it early and have to go the rest of the season without it? Or would you rather have it almost as a security blanket for the second half of the season if COVID and things like that cause major issues? Question from Abel Haney. When will the second wildcard of the season be released? And can we use the wildcard with another chip in the same game week? Very good question here, particularly for beginners. Um, the second wildcard will be available right after the first one expires, basically. So game week 16 is the last time we can use our first wildcard. So you could use, all of us can use our second one in game, from game week 17 onwards. Most important part of this question, can you use a wildcard with a chip in the same game week? No. Some people who've never played before you th- will think, I'm going to wildcard in game week 19. Um, and I'm going to bench boost in game week 19, but you can't do that. If you want to bench boost in game week 19, you have to wildcard you know, the week before or a couple of weeks before that. You can't use the wildcard and the chip in the same game week. That goes for chips as well. You can't use your bench boost and your triple captain in the same week. So good question there. And again, there'll be plenty of people who are learning that for the first time tonight or whenever you're listening. Question from Alfie. Is it more optimal to triple captain a double game week player or bench boost with a bench of four players playing twice. So the question here is, should I do, should I triple captain in game week 19 or should I bench boost in game week 19? So my feeling in this one is you should bench boost because you've got 15 fixtures. So you've got lots of choice there and you, know, you can build a squad with lots of players who play twice. I would rather have a bench of four players who play two games um, rather than playing your triple captainship in double game week 19 there will be other opportunities this season to use your triple captainship on 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 good players um you know man city i think like i said haven't had their other fixture schedule either so there's one option off the bat you know villa have more fixtures as well the likes of greedish 
not an awful triple captaincy shout this season, the way he's going. So, yeah, my thought is if you're trying to decide whether to bench boost or triple captain in double game week 19, I think you should probably look to set up for a bench boost. And you don't need to have 15 double game week players. You can have 9, 10, 11, 12. That's absolutely fine. Question from... I can't read my own writing here. Sharek, I'm going to say. Which defender to buy for the next four to five game weeks for a price less than 4.7 million? Sharek already has Lamptey and Charlie Taylor. So yeah, I would hold on to those two guys because they've both got decent fixtures over the next four to five game weeks. Had a look at my watch list. Which players do I like in defence under 4.7 million? Stuart Dallas, I like him. He's on the score sheet this week. And Kufal is probably the one I like most with that double game week in mind. Um, what is he? He's only about 4.5 or 4.6 million. He's pretty good going forward. I think he's got three assists for the season now. So Kufal is the cheap defender to go for for the next couple of weeks with double game week 19 in mind. Question from Avid FPLer. Who are your top five players to aim for in double game week 19? Interested to know your thoughts because despite Kane having a single game week, I would still put him in my top three. So yeah, this brings up the topic of single game week players in a double game week. I always, there's one that's, there's one double game week from a few seasons ago which stands out like a sore thumb when I think about double game weeks. I went into a double game week with maybe 11 or 12 double game week players and I kept Kane, Kane, Deli Alley and Jamie Vardy. Um, who only had single game weeks and they all scored 10 plus points. So you can't ignore the double, you can't ignore the single game week players who have a good fixture and who are, you know, good FPL picks this season. So you're probably looking at 11 or 12 double game weekers and then, you know, your good assets who've got single game week fixtures, you know, good single game week fixtures in that game week. The question here is who would I rank the top five players right now for double game week 19? Number one, Salah. Number two, Bruno. Those two are pretty easy. I would probably put Danny Ings, number three. Uh, I would probably put Suchek, number four, because he enables other things as well, as well as having two very good fixtures. And then I think, like Avid FPLer, I think Kane or Son would go in here as my fifth pick. You know, I can see myself... Kane and Son play Sheffield United in double game week 19. They've only got one game, whereas a lot of other people have two games. But I'm pretty sure I'll have at least one of those guys, if not both of them. So... It just goes to show you, you know, you don't need to have 15 double game week players to have a good game week. The thing, very every season it happens, some of the good assets who've got one game will outscore the players who have two games. So if you've got, you know, players that have been good to you all season, if they've got a good fixture, I'm thinking Kane, I'm thinking Son, there's no reason to take them out for a double game week player. Question from Alex. If you had to transfer out one of Kane or Son, who would you go with? Really tough question. I think this question gets asked every week. Um, recency bias will say, you know, Sun scored tonight, so I'm probably going to say keep Sun. He's the one I kept a few weeks ago when I sold Kane. I still I still probably am leaning that way. Kane should have been on the score sheet tonight with that header chance that he had. The question is, if you had to transfer out Kane or Sun, my answer to that is you don't have to. You know, you can just keep both of them, and that's probably what I'd be doing at the moment. There's no reason to sell either. Yes, maybe if you don't have the likes of Salah, Bruno, KDB, you know, question marks over KDB even now if you need him at the moment. So yeah, Kane and Son, no reason to sell them. If I was forced, I would do what I did a few weeks ago. I would keep Son and I would sell Kane. Son playing up front, out of position, 
you know, Kane's playing deeper. Yes, he has the penalties, but yeah, I do prefer Son slightly this season. I can see myself getting both of them back in the near future, though. Question from JB. Who's the best differential pick for game week 14? So JB might be like me, you know, looking for some short-term punts before a wild card now. Uh, I've had a look at the fixtures and I picked out a few that came to mind as differentials for game week 14. I always like Richarlison as a differential or a short-term punt. Cavaliero or Lukman at Fulham, who I mentioned earlier, and also Podence or Neto. So all those players are really low-owned and could do well in game week 14. Final question for this week from Stanislav Stanchev. Should we keep De Bruyne when he is clearly still an amazing player, but his teammates seem incapable of finishing? Stanislav has two frees and is considering going back to Grealish and investing the funds in Kane or Vardy. De Bruyne was very frustrating, especially for those of us who captained him against West Brom. Do I have any thoughts to sell him? No. Not yet. Yes, it's frustrating that City are not scoring too many goals. De Bruyne, is, he's creating plenty of chances. I think he created five in that West Brom game. There was, it was very frustrating to see players miss those chances. I think Sterling and Jesus come to mind from, from watching some of those highlights. But I like that he's creating those chances. He's having shots as well. I think he had four shots in that game. So De Bruyne, I think we've got to be patient. I still, I still, I'm still back in the theory that he's the best player in the league. Um, and he, and he's, his numbers are good. So, I think the points will come. So for me, I've got no thoughts to sell De Bruyne just yet, but would I stop anybody from selling De Bruyne for Grealish in order to get Kane or Vardy? Absolutely not. I think that's perfectly viable. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Captaincy and transfers now for Game Week 14. Captaincy, first of all, I've looked through the fixtures. I've noted down the best options. I think Bruno Fernandes is arguably the best option this week against a Leeds team who concede lots and lots of chances. He is my current captain and there's a good chance it will stay on him by the time the deadline rolls around. Other options, De Bruyne is away to Southampton. Salah is away to Crystal Palace. Both of those are always viable captaincy options. Kane and Son are at home to Leicester. When I think back to Spurs-Leicester games, I think of lots of goals. I think there was a a Spurs-Leicester game at the end of the season, a couple of seasons ago, which was 5-3 or something like that. Massive, massive scores. Maybe even more, maybe in seven. So Kane and Son against Leicester. Do I prefer them over the likes of Bruno, KDB or Salah? Probably not. Uh, And Chelsea played West Ham. Chelsea are at home to West Ham. So you'd think that's a decent game for captaincy. Do I trust the likes of Timo Werner at the moment though? Absolutely not. So for me, most likely Bruno at home to Leeds, but I wouldn't rule out the likes of KDB, Salah 
And I'm not going to rule Sun out either, but I'm pretty sure I'll stick with Bruno. I'll see how he looks on Thursday night, of course, before making that final decision. Transfers, what am I going to do this week? Again, Game Week 13 is not over, so I haven't thought about it too much. But on first glance, my team looks good on paper. I've got no issues, so I'll probably bank my transfer. Then I'll have two free transfers for the Boxing Day fixtures. That will give me the opportunity for two punts, you know, one or two punts before I wildcard Game Week 16. So two transfers for Game Week 15 sounds good to me. And then wildcard in Game Week 16. I'm not going to make a transfer this week just for the sake of it because I'm pretty happy with my squad. So hopefully there's no issues in the press conferences at the end of the week. Thanks as always for listening. Please leave a review if you're listening on iTunes and give it five stars if you enjoyed it. It was amazing to see the podcast ranked number seven in the UK soccer podcast charts this week on Chartable. Let's see if we can get it even higher. A Christmas number one would be very nice. I see I've got Jimmy Bullard for competition now. He went straight in at number one this week with his new podcast. So I've got some big competition there. But thank you to everyone who listens every week. It blows me away, to be honest, to see an FPL podcast ranking so highly. So long may it continue. If you'd like to hear more podcasts from me this week, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. I'll be back with another episode on Tuesday to preview Game Week 15. Good luck for Game Week 14 and enjoy your weekend.